0: Um, you know just just trying to help out wherever we can wherever we see fit and and that might not become apparent right away that's the biggest thing that I would say but you know as you develop that relationship you know just trying to figure out where you where you fit in (laughs)
2: Hey, hey, ADPI Nation, Kevin here. Before we start this week's show, I want to take a quick second to talk about systems. The business systems that you put in place will determine your success and your financial future. Well, I got news for you. No one teaches you these systems, not in school, and unfortunately not in the military either. That's why the ADPI team banded together to create the best and most comprehensive system that anyone out there, no matter their level, could learn from and build upon we call it our military real estate investing academy our 80 plus lesson course will take you from real estate newbie to full-fledged military real estate investor and action taker click the link in the show notes and use code adam a-t-o-m at checkout for 300 off today that's code adam a-t-o-m for 300 off today now let's start the show
1: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. We have two incredible guests with us, Jonathan and Marcus from Noir Capital. They're West Point grads. They're stationed in two different locations, but they invest together and they are awesome because they're kicking it up with some incredible success. I can't wait to get into their story. What's going on, guys?
0: Hey, what's going on, Mike? What's going hey, on, nice. Kevin, thanks for having us. Hey,
1: it's nice to man. be here. Nice thanks to be here. Nice to have you guys too, my man Kevin. What's going on, brother? How you doing?
2: Good, man. Good. Uh, lots of crazy things always happen in the community. We're up to over twenty seven thousand members who have begun their pursuit of financial freedom, finding out what it means to to make this change in their life. And and we understand, like Mike and I say this all the time, we understand that different people listen to the podcast, that are in our Facebook group, that are doing whatever, that are download our ebook, whatever. If you're listening to the podcast and you don't know that we have a a Facebook group with 27,000 plus members in it, you're missing out on a ton of totally free, like it's just constant, constant, constant feedback and comments and stories and everything going on. So if you have a question and you're a military real estate investor, you got to be in it because we are the largest on planet earth. Boom. We are the largest on the planet guys. So get involved, get involved like Marcus, get involved with Jonathan. And I'm so stoked because this is, this is one of those stories, um, you know, the, one of the biggest objections we get, Mike, uh, is like, well, I'm not local to my real estate market, so I can't invest in real estate or I'm going non-deployment or I'm going, you know, there's a thousand excuses in the book. And I'm glad that we have these two guys, uh, here because they're going to prove to you with their story that not only do one does one person not need to be, you know, in the local market to invest, they're doing it Together simultaneously from different sides of the world, that's right to, you no know and, and that that no partnership, excuses. yeah exactly no excuses, and yeah. they're getting it done and uh, i'm I'm really excited to uh, to hear this inspiring story. so thank you again, both guys. This is going to be really, really cool
0: pleasure to be here excited
1: we're excited to have you guys, so uh why don't we go ahead and kick off Marcus, why don't you kick us off, man? Tell us a little about your background and what got you into investing.
0: Oh man. So my background, uh, Jonathan and I went to school together. Uh, we ended up getting stationed out at JBLM together. How I got into real estate kind of funny story on my end, my old roommate, uh, before Jonathan, not Jonathan, my old roommate, he had, we were, I was in the field and we had talked before like, Hey man, like we can't get, we both like, we're not going to get dogs. Right. Well, I came back from the field Homie got a puppy and my house smelled absolutely terrible. Oh, no. So <laughs> no. I had literally like the next week, my gotta go. girlfriend at the time was like, hey, your house smells like
2: garbage. <laughs> oh, I, oh I no, it was, it was the I me or you. You got ultimatum yeah, by a puppy, man. Yeah,
0: so literally moved out the next day. Oh. Um, my one friend was deployed, so I stayed in his house and I was like, man, this real estate thing makes so much sense. Uh, Jonathan and I have been best friends for a minute, so I was like, hey, let me hit my boy up we're going to get this thing going. And he was in uh, Berkeley at the time going to grad school and we kind of just talked about it, talked about it. And then he got out there. We both kind of, I, I don't want to, I don't want to steal all the thunder, but we both kind of rode out that wave until finally we were purchasing and we didn't get into a rental contract or anything. We kind of lived that, lived that, uh, we lived the van life before the van life was cool, but go, go ahead, John. it. <laughs> <minute>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um. So yeah, as Marcus kind of alluded to, I was I went to UC Berkeley after graduating from West Point, and great experience. Really loved it. Uh, I got to rent. Like, I got to just be a normal person and rent an apartment, and I was paying twenty two hundred for this like seven hundred square foot apartment, and. Berkeley, Oakland area. And mm-hmm. the guy was, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe he was like 27 and I was 22 at the time. And he really did like nothing. I mean, the apartment was totally fine, but one thing break and he would pay someone like 200 to fix it. Cause his cash flow was, I, I'm pretty sure he was cash flowing like a thousand dollars a month from it. Um, and I said, Oh wow, I could definitely do this. This, I don't want to say it doesn't seem hard, but the way he made it seem, it was a lot easier. Right. Uh, it was probably because I was such an amazing tenant. But uh,
2: <laughs> I don't need to hype myself yeah. up here, but yeah, it mean, <laughs> was pretty amazing.
3: <laughs> and then, like Marcus said, uh, I, I got orders to go to JBLM after that. And we said, hey, let's, let's pull our money together and see what we can do. And one fourplex later, or multiple properties later, but it started off with a fourplex in Tacoma. And here we
1: are. There, there you, you go, go man. Look at that! Can we mm.
2: can we talk numbers on this one, guys? Because I, it's something that I think a lot of a lot of our listeners love to hear, especially those who are just trying to get started. So, you guys come together now. Is this a joint VA situation? Do you mind if we break this one down?
3: Yeah. So this was a joint VA situation. Um, it was back in 2018. Uh, I know the market's hot now, but the market was still hot back then. <laughs> uh, right. We, I, I want to say we maybe looked for like five months, six months. Wow. We put yeah. in seven offers, with our first offer being fifty thousand over asking. So maybe we offered like five hundred thousand. Mm. Asking price was four fifty, and we got beat by a cash buyer. Dang. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was wild. Um. We're looking at properties. We're like in the field, in the talk, just like leaning over, looking at Zillow. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and then our uh, our agent calls us one day and she's like, Hey, a, a a multifamily down the street from another one that we looked at. So we, we knew the neighborhood came online. Do you want it? If you want it, we're going to take it off the market right now. And I, we were like, we kind of didn't know what was going on. um, But she said, if you want this, we're going to give him $10,000 to take it off the market. Just to take it off the market. Ten thousand, and then we'll start negotiating. Um, and we said, "Yeah." Next, maybe like five hours after it was posted, it was taken off the market. Uh, asking price was five fifty, or five hundred fifty thousand. We offered five hundred sixty thousand. Um, and then we actually came down another ten thousand because of some structural issues with the building. Uh, <laughs>
2: so you got it for ask yeah. anyway. Yeah, We got it for asking
3: anyway, which worked out. Um, and then cash to close this was three years ago, but I want to say we put 30,000 in, mm-hmm. and so that was 15,000 from both of us that we just saved up from saving. Right. I, I think we lived on like half our income at that moment, or maybe less.
1: Yeah, outstanding, man. Uh,
0: yeah, man. and, and a, lo- a little bit about that. So, Jonathan. Was actually sent me this property while I was in the field, and he was like, "Hey man, like, he just sent me pictures." And you know, me and Jonathan go way back, and I definitely trust him. And I, I didn't necessarily love the cash flow up front. I think Jr. What we were making like a hundred dollars a month cash flow, like, so this thing was like just building. breaking even wow. pretty and much. It, yeah, exactly, man. exactly. So the That's rents tight. were way undervalued when we purchased it, and you know, Jonathan had the conversation with me because I'm, I'm more of out of the two of us, I'm probably the more conservative one. And he's like, Hey man, like there's, there's room here for rent growth. And I, you know, I trusted him on that. And that's the power of like the Mm -hmm. partnership is that, you know, we have a great relationship and I trust him so much is that he was like, Hey man, we can make this work. And I was like, all right, sounds good. And you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't give that advice for everybody like generally, but if they're, if the rents are undervalued, that's one of those things where if the building needs work or if it's being mismanaged. There's room for rent growth. Like don't necessarily always take what that cash flow is at the moment as like the mm-hmm. gospel. So Jonathan had that faith, and I had that faith in Jonathan. So we executed. Um, I think like as JR was saying, when we bought it, I think rents were high seven hundreds, maybe at eight hundred, and now we're running out of about fourteen. Oh,
1: come on, man. Let's go. Yeah, let's yeah. go. So, yeah. yeah. Hell
2: yeah. Double yeah. that.
3: I think market rent when we bought it in 2018 was probably 1200 And the, the big unknown was it came fully occupied or it came with three tenants and one tenant moved out when we bought it where we moved mm-hmm. in. Um, but we just didn't know, hey, how do you get from 700 to 1200 which what mm-hmm. is what it should have been at the time, um, without having everyone move out. And then you have the entire $3,000 mortgage. uh on, on completely on you. So that was definitely an unknown. Uh, but yeah, like Marcus said, I think we, right now we're cash flowing about 650 from the property. And that's after you take out for, uh, like capital expenditures, vacancy and whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then with that money, that's 1400. Yeah. So 1400 after like everything that needs like to be paid, PIG, mortgage, I, lights,
1: yeah. et cetera. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: It's it's awesome. So this is so like, and you guys moved into it. Are you guys still living in this place or is this, have you both since moved on?
1: Okay. We, we so, so, that. so the, yeah.
2: the hundred, yeah. but we, the hundred dollars that it was cash in the beginning, was that, was that with you guys living in it or was that um, after the fact based on like, hey, they're each renting for $700 a month?
3: So that was with every unit paying rent so including us Um, as as
2: if if you were that's yeah that's what i'm driving at there because that's Mm -hmm. something that when we talk underwriting with with you know our mastermind and adam it's you know people have that same question in fact i was on a coaching call just the other day and someone asked me one of the one of our action takers asked me that that question was like hey how do i do this and that's the really cool part if you are active duty and are um in the house hacking calculator, Mike, that, that it allows you to say, Hey, how much of my BAH do I want to contribute to this? And my answer is always, you should contribute what you, what you would be paying in rent. If you were attending, like you ever hear the saying, like pay yourself first. That's what you, you know, that's what you need to do. And you need to build that assumption into your underwriting because if you don't, and then you're looking for that diamond in the rough, where it's like, well, I have a quadplex or a, Duplex or something, and I mean, yeah, it's like I'm living in one side not paying anything, and it's still not cash flowing well duh i mean I, I mean I'm not saying those deals don't exist, but they're a heck of a lot harder to find if you were carrying your yeah. you know your bit and um and, and, and again the calculator yeah, allows you to do that, so that is um that that's a great that's a great it, point that that I want to bring up
0: it, it and the biggest thing yeah kevin on that like as far as finding that fourplex or triplex where you can Live rent free as the you know it's awesome to do house hacking wise, but finding in that in an expensive market mm-hmm. like Tacoma or if you're stationed down in San Diego, that makes it so much harder to do to find for that. Sure. So if you're in a cat, you know there's difference between that cash flow market and, and in the higher market, price yeah. point market. Um, but rent, yeah, exactly. But rent growth is a very
3: yeah, for real sure. thing. Yeah. And we, we or we treated each other as renters slash tenants. So when we were living there, we both paid I think we said the rent should be twelve hundred. So we both paid six hundred out of our BAH into this joint account. And then Marcus got orders to PCS uh, maybe a year before me. And so then I paid mm-hmm. twelve hundred until I moved out. I like went on cozy or at the time it was cozy. I think it's apartments.com and I, I paid my rent and then it also allowed <laughs> us to kind of get that uh that mental rep of hey ever like this is how it should go and if there's an issue on cozy or issue paying rent like i, just I saw want, it i just want, I, I want to
2: know rent. if you guys were leaving yeah. like shit reviews on each other be like god this landlord sucks <laughs> 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 you're just like you're just like like or like one of the tenants is like saying like one of your neighbors are saying is like god freaking ugh, something's wrong with the property and you're just like oh man i know i'm i tried calling the landlord too he doesn't pick up uh.
0: <laughs> Land- we so many landlord <laughs> jokes between me and Donovan. So just and, you know, like playing, playing off each other.
2: A- <laughs> it's not me; it's him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that's I a serious thing. That. that is a I that was a that.
3: real thing. It's we would mm-hmm. definitely pass it off on. Oh, we would want to do this, but like Mark's is in the field right now, and I got to wait for him <laughs> to get back. Or uh, we like we can't talk right now. Um, I, I will say one thing that we wish we would have done is not tell tenants
2: oh, that yeah, we're the no, I, yeah
1: don't do that.
3: That then they come uh, to you with
1: everything, right? Yeah, we should have just yeah. said
3: or yeah, and I think there's just more that like personal I don't say personal connection, but if we had come in and been like, "Oh yeah, we're just the property managers," it would have been I think it would have mm. made that transition a lot easier. And that's what we've done on our our next properties and it's definitely been definitely the, the age easier.
2: thing throws people off too yeah. though too because like, yeah. you know, you, like you you know exactly. you're like you know you're both young guys and and you know you you knock on the door of the owner you get to the closing table and the, the seller's like wait you're you're marcus and jonathan like you guys are like 20 something you're like how are you like there's so many questions that come up and then the tenants figure it out and then they're like oh i'm gonna try and like screw these guys or i'm gonna try to like Yeah, I, yeah, I would, uh, you know, that's, that's always a a good tip for people who um, might be house hacking. If you have that capability to, you know, you don't have to necessarily admit that you're the owner of the property. You can, you know, you you, you can say like, Hey, you know, yeah, talk to the property manager or whatever, you know, you can, you can, um, it'll protect you and it'll protect your anonymity and um, it'll keep people honest.
1: So, where are you guys going now? So, what are you guys working on as a partnership, um, you know, right now, moving forward? So, right now, me and Marcus are both
3: in that uh, transition phase, getting out uh, of the military and kind of moving on to that next thing. And I think that next thing is going to be ground-up development. Uh, As Marcus said, we were roommates in college, and we both majored in civil engineering. and. We wanted to get into multifamily syndication. And as everyone knows, like the, the housing market right now is crazy. You have people putting in like $100,000, $150,000 over asking price. And we saw the same thing when we were looking at apartment buildings. Um, but when we when we looked at it and we said, okay, we're going to be syndicating, like pooling people's money together. These numbers don't work if you start bidding up prices and the one uh, workaround for that was just ground-up construction. Uh, Granite. We never expected lumber yeah, prices to kind of shoot up bad. to where they are yeah. now, so <laughs> that has definitely been a wrinkle. Um, but yeah, we are we're doing ground-up construction, kind of, or not kind of. We are doing ground-up construction at the moment. As well as managing our portfolio mm-hmm. across the and units. and that's
2: residential, you want to stick with residential or you want to stick with commercial development uh you know, we want to stick yeah. with
3: multifamily like multifamily yeah. large scale commercial or
2: yeah I, I L- large kind of large over, multifamily commercial got properties got, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Family residential. yep
1: yeah yep. that's yep. uh no that's awesome I love that and and curious you know how how did you guys get into that idea of development like how did that even become a thought? Because most people don't even think about, oh, hey, well, instead of competing in a hot market buying existing homes, I'm just going to go and make my own. Yeah,
3: you want to take that one, Marcus? Yeah. So for us, it was, it was
0: about opportunity. Um, we, we definitely did the groundwork uh, from the value add side uh, and, and got started looking into this year. Really, we got started and looking to go in commercial and expanding that way. Uh, just as far as efficiency. Uh, opportunity came. Uh, one of my best friends from high school actually knew a syndicator who did development. So we've had the opportunity to work alongside him. Shouts out to Alvin um, for hooking us up. And
2: Is that, and, is um, that uh, what, Alvin Hope Johnson? That is, yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Let's yeah. go. Alvin's yeah. the bomb, dude. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I love that guy. We yeah. talk on Clubhouse all the time, man. So yeah, I'm surprised our, I didn't see you guys in there. We're, we're in and out. You know, we're, yeah, we're, in and we're, usually, we're usually, we're uh, usually in the house.
1: Uh, we're raising money. I was like, I hate that app. Oh, <laughs> oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say uh, that. Call out. Oh, oh, man. Man. oh man.
2: Hell uh, yeah though. I was just thinking, you know, like you guys were saying this. I was like, bro, I gotta, I gotta introduce these guys to Alvin. Like I'm going to call no, yeah, Alvin. So, that's, get, you already, so you just, a,
0: just, just by, I, I'm a true believer in like, this is one of my favorite quotes. Is and Jonathan actually shared this with me. Is like walking by faith, not by sight. Um, and Amen. it just kind of it just kind of happened that, you know, we had the mutual connection. I gave him a call, gave him like five or seven or eight calls, and then eventually we just got on the phone together and said, "Hey, like, how can we work together?" Um, That's awesome, man. Sparked that relationship, so.
2: Yeah, we're working
0: on now. It's good. He's
2: a he's a fantastic go giver, and he is a um. I can't speak more highly of the guy and and what he's doing, especially in the uh, in, in the um development for uh, workforce housing in in the mm-hmm. Texas markets. He's doing something very very special, and that is a tremendous need. So I'm glad you guys ha- you guys have found a, a fantastic mentor. Can we actually? I would really love to dig into that. On uh, you know, I know sometimes it's like you said, you know, walking by faith, and 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 you you got connected that way, but finding a mentor you said you called not once but 6 7 or 8 times and you were able to you know talk to this person who you know he is he is a you know millionaire uh, you know like i think he does 8 9 10 figures i don't know he's like crazy crazy big guy how were you able to get on the phone with him and 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 have him help you like because that's such a big roadblock for so many people and um i'd love to to you know, kind of dig in on that.
0: Yeah, no, I would say persistence and timing, and then the other thing would just be adding value. Uh, and I know that sounds super cheesy because that's all you hear on Clubhouse, right? Hey, it's <laughs> but uh, you know, between me, Jr. And, and our other partner, Kim, who's not here with us today, Jonathan's wife, um, you know, just just trying to help out wherever we can, wherever we see fit, and and that might not become apparent right away. That's the biggest thing that I would say, but. You know, as you develop that relationship, you know, just trying to figure out where you where you fit in and just being flexible.
2: Yeah, adding the, adding yeah, that value, that piece is huge because everyone I, wants everyone wants to take. You know, go on, Jr.
3: Oh yeah, I I think also asking kind of the the blatant question of what do you not like doing? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a real estate investor and you say, "Hey, I really don't like I don't know doing my monthly audits," or I don't like look driving around my properties once a month or i don't like xyz and you saying hey i have the skill set or i have the ability to do that a capability to do that let me add that value and if you like what i do and this relationship grows like so be it and if not like hey thanks for the opportunity and you both kind of keep on going
1: interesting that's an interesting question i've never actually heard that one before so i like that that's good
2: and Another that's one, Mike, one. is uh, I was you know now that we're talking about Clubhouse. I was listening to Chris Voss on Clubhouse yesterday, uh, yesterday and he said, uh, ask the question. If you're talking to someone influential, and you're talking to someone who who you want to be or who you, you want to emulate, right? Whatever that's mentor, coach, whatever. Um, ask the question. You know, uh, when you're asking them, what's the what's one question when you talk to people like me? What's one question? That you wish I would ask, but people like me never ask. And when you, you know, and and, and the way it's framed, you'll get so much golden stuff because those influential people in our lives are talking to people like us all the time, right? All the time, and they're always wondering because they know they've been in our shoes, and they're always wondering when is this person, when is Jonathan or Marcus or whoever the case may be, when are they going to ask me the question that needs to be asked. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's a really interesting way to frame things. Cause we all know Chris Voss is a master of framing, right? <laughs> How to frame things. And, and, and it's, it's a, it's a way to get deep, uh, and, and build that relationship. So that's a little nugget that I learned that I'm, I'm happy to share. Um, but yeah, Mike, I think you had, you had something here.
1: No, no, I think that's, that's just interesting because, you know, when you, when you're sitting down and you're talking to someone, maybe you're taking this mentor out to lunch, right. Or potential mentor out to lunch. Um, or just happen on a Zoom call, and, and you're you're asking questions targeted like this, right? To really f- uncover, you know, these nuggets, these golden nuggets that not everybody else has access to because they don't think about it, right? I think it's tremendous, and so whatever you can do to kind of stand out, to set yourself apart, and to add value, it's it's huge. It's important.
0: I 100% agree with you, Mike, and I think that was one of the things that um, Alvin mentioned from our end is that you know a lot of people and, and not saying that we've done an incredible you know incredible things right we, you know we've done some, some things on the residential side but that we have taken action i liked what you said earlier kevin about action takers i think that definitely played a role in that in building that relationship is seeing that track record as you were saying mike and mm-hmm. and hey you know taking action i that, like that's that's the biggest part
2: yeah yeah no that's It's something, it's something Marcus that, that a lot of people, um, you know, they're intimidated, uh, and, and it's, it's, it's totally understandable. Uh, but getting started, you know, I I say this all the time to our students. I say, Mike, and I say this all the time as well, just in the community, people are scared and it's understandable, but they're scared. You know, it's, it's fear of the unknown. And the only way to make that fear go away is to make the unknown known through education and networking it's yeah. it, yeah. it, it yeah. it's not that scary you know like think about it the first time you are on the range and they hand you the m4 uh and you're like i have no clue what to right. do with this everyone's and shooting then around it, you and it's yeah like, it's and like you're just like so what awkward and uncomfortable well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like me and you're shooting other people's targets <laughs>
1: <laughs> must be an air force. I thought
0: thing. you
2: almost said shooting uh, other people, and I was like, "No, I'm my glasses with my, my m9. I gotta thing. point the glasses up. No, no, it's a me thing, sadly. Um, <laughs> but like, like you got like you're counting like uh, you, you're going up. You know, you're going down range, and you're counting everything. And you're like. I only fired this many rounds, but I have this many holes. <laughs> and you're just like hmm. Don't ask questions. Yeah,
3: I, just, yeah, I, I shot forty-five uh, out of forty. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Give me that ribbon. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, that's a story of my life and that's why I'm no longer in. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But uh yeah, guys, so 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 you're you know, you're you're starting this this ground up development, and and you have a fantastic mentor. Um, can we continue the story after after you got the quadplex? Because I know there's some stories about some short term rentals that we wanted to talk about, and um, yeah, let's let let's break that down because that's a different aspect. In fact, a couple episodes ago, Mike and I were talking with Tyler Austin, who had said that he uh, he was long term renting a place, one of his just it, properties in his portfolio, for like nine hundred bucks a month, and he just recently, like last you know, last month made it a short-term rental and it, it grossed $4,000 in the same month. And he's like, yeah, I'm never going to rent this long-term again. Uh, because the the revenue is just outstanding. So, um, can we, uh, yeah, let's, let's dig into that. Where did you, uh, what property is this? And and tell the story and tell us about the systems that you have set up that other people can emulate.
3: Yeah. So me and Marcus both got into the short-term rental game, uh, uh, I, I got in first, and then Marcus kind of followed suit. Um, I'm not. I'm not trying to say that to brag. When mm. mm.
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> the history yeah, right, books, well, uh, okay, okay, right, bro? Right. Hey, did you did you
0: know it, know save it for funny.
2: the save it for the memoirs, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
3: yeah. Um. So fast forward. Um. From 2018, we're in 2020 now. Uh. I'm now married to my beautiful wife, Kimberly. Uh. And she says, I. Love Seattle. Uh, she she works in Silicon Valley, and kind of prices were getting too high. Seattle wasn't as high back then. Um, and she said, "Hey, COVID, COVID, I think had just hit." Um, so she moves up to Seattle because they're all working from home now, and she doesn't like the multifamily that we're in. She she's not a fan of the fourplex, and we start we start house hunting.
2: She moved into that deal. We oh, started no, she house moved hunting because you guys were still yeah. in that in that place.
3: Cause I, I was okay. still there. Yeah. Marcus had left. I was still there. Uh, she did not like it at all. And she said, we are going to go house hunting. This was the the first house that i had ever bought as a non, like it wasn't going to be a rental. It was going to be a house that I was going to live in. Um, I don't know if anyone's familiar with Seattle out there, but we started looking in like West Seattle. We really liked the area. Uh, we really liked Alki beach. Um, we started renting out there actually just to, make that transition and get up there and see neighborhoods and our realtor brought us this, or not even our realtor, our landlord at the time, cause we were renting said, Hey, there's some new construction, uh, down the street. If you like the neighborhood, it's kind of the same jazz. Uh, we went and looked at it. It was brand new construction. And so just the framing was done, uh, three stories, three bedrooms, uh, two baths. We made some additions to it to add another bathroom. Um, we ended up buying this property for nine hundred twenty-five thousand at the end of twenty twenty, and I don't know if you do the math, but that's like a forty-five hundred. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's mortgage, a forty-five hundred yeah. mm-hmm. mortgage. mortgage <laughs> I mean, you guys us, put yeah. that down payment. And so I ran you the guys numbers. Put the down payment on this because you use your VA already. Oh no, that's a that's a whole nother. <laughs> we had to refinance our oh, Tacoma dang. property, which uh, it was a. traumatic experience it was what resiliency (laughs) training is made from
1: (laughs) it was what resiliency training that's wild Uh,
3: yeah that was that was an entire nightmare we had yeah that's a whole nother podcast where i could literally go on for for years about how much i hated that don't Um, get heated, bro you're good just keep going uh, no 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 i can't i can't stir that much anger on a podcast a a lot of malice towards that
2: How do you become a successful military real estate investor? It starts with having a strong squad and trustworthy mortgage broker by your side. Hey guys, Kevin here. I wanted to take a quick break from the show to help you fill out your real estate investment dream team. Whether you're looking to fund your first VA house hack, close on an out of state turnkey investment, or just have a conversation with a lender who speaks your language, make sure you reach out to ADPI's team of qualified mortgage pros. With a full range of tailored lending options, our team is standing by to provide active duty service members, veterans, and military families just like you all the advice and resources you need to close on your first or next investment opportunity. Click the link in this episode's show notes, or simply text DEAL, D-E-A-L to 33777 to get connected today, now. Let's get back to the show.
3: Um, but anyway, so yeah, about the deal, bought it for nine twenty-five, cash to close. I think was about fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely not twenty-five percent or, or even three percent. Um, and I I ran the numbers and it didn't really work out as a, as a rental. If we Mm -hmm. didn't want to live in it, I think at the time we could have probably gotten like 3,500 or so. So we'd have been taking like a monthly loss, uh, and then enters the army saying, hey, it's me again, your boy. Uh, we've got orders. <laughs> You've got orders to go 29 to palms. beautiful, oh. sunny. Uh, not, not, or, I don't know if good or better. But the army says, hey, you can, you can go to Camp Humphrey, Ooh. South Korea, if you'd like. And if you don't like to, we're still going to send you. So uh, here I am. Currently, uh, in beautiful mm. South Korea, but back to the back to the multi or back to the Airbnb property. Uh, my wife says, "Okay, this is a three bedroom, three story building. Uh, it's great, but I don't want to necessarily live there with our dog, especially when we'd be there alone." Uh, like I said, if we did it as a long term rental, probably have taken like a thousand dollar loss a month. So. I do my research and I'm like, oh, you can like do Airbnbs. Maybe it could rent for like 250 a night or so. Uh, 250 a night, you get, have some decent cash flow. You wouldn't be paying your mortgage. Everything would be copaesthetic. Uh, we started the Airbnb in I want to say February. So like mm-hmm. after I moved in, we had to buy a lot right. of furniture, do all that jazz, get it set up. Uh, side note: If you buy a new construction, blinds take seven real
1: blinds like,
2: heads up yeah like i was living in
3: window. this like blinds like the <laughs> no. hanging
2: dude home hanging depot hanging home blinds. depot bro home depot, depot so, you got the luxury classic. classic no no no, no, no.
3: <laughs> i didn't get so i i have floor-to-ceiling windows so you got can't go it. to like home okay. depot That's it. Right. and so you, you, i was you, just i was just got walking them. around with it like <laughs> Fully clothed <laughs> at all moments. <laughs> Cause they're just all these windows. You got and no them blinds. extra
1: special custom blinds. That's right. The ones that are like only yeah. made in some like random yeah. country yeah. that they gotta ship it from. Right. Got it. Got it. Exactly. So
3: just heads up, if you have larger than normal windows, it's gonna take seven weeks. So and I bring that up because we bought the house in or we moved in, I want to say October, November mm-hmm. of twenty twenty. But the Airbnb, we didn't start that until yeah. February. Uh, just one personal things like where right. I was PCSing at the time, and then two, the furniture, and then three, we were ready to go, and the blinds still hadn't arrived, and it was like another month of just waiting for blinds. Um, so yeah, back to the numbers. That right now, it hasn't been a year, so I can't really give like cash on cash or cap rate. But some or when we first started out, we were running at two fifty. And we were cash flowing about a really? thousand to fifteen hundred a month.
2: Nice. And then, what was your occupancy? Yeah. Per, like. Uh. And then
3: our occupancy. So that's kind of I, I don't want to say uh, hard to answer, but at the very beginning, Airbnb and all the books recommend like you lowering the price to increase occupancy. So at, at like two hundred a night base price, which right. fluctuates based on demand, we were getting. I want to say like
1: twenty five. Oh, good! That's way better than
3: seventy percent a month. Damn! Oh, a during lot a freaking
1: pandemic, like, man. Like, yeah. And you just during a pandemic, like, yeah. And oh,
2: yeah.
3: And we just started. Wow! Uh, yeah. It's a pandemic. A lot of a lot of those a lot of those like vacancy dates were Tuesdays mm. and Wednesdays. Right, the flights come, like, and, right, 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 and Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then yeah. But now our most recent month we we got 2000 for the month. that's
2: like go! a 3000 cash flow 8, or so. $8000 a go. month hell 8, yes hell yeah yeah
3: and going going back to partnerships this is 100% my my wife uh, I, I so i'm a very much like by the numbers if the numbers don't support it don't do it uh we use air mm-hmm. yep, air right. dna I believe that's the website, and it's it like tells you, hey, this is what right. you should right. rent it based off of comparative properties. AirDNA said like $250, $300 it should be your base price. Fluctuate from there, yada yada. My wife said, hey, we need to set this at five hundred a it. night, and Run I it. was like, okay, well, I guess we're we'll <laughs> be paying a mortgage yeah. then because no one's gonna, no one's gonna rent this at five hundred a night. And I believe our most recent bookings, uh, going back, so 500 a night, it shoots up right. based on demand. So you can set it at 500 a night and then say like, don't go under 450, but don't raise- You, you the, put the parameters can kind of in there. You can put no limit. Right. Yeah. So I, I get we get a booking and it has shot up to like 950. Dude. Wow. Yeah. So we had one wow. booking- three days i think the first day it was like 800 second day which was a saturday they paid 950 and the last day they paid 700
2: oh
1: my god yeah.
2: that's holy god stop. that is crazy all right, yeah. all
1: right we're done we're done. And this <laughs> right now, I'm about to call my manager. And like we are jacking this price up three hundred percent. It's <laughs> definitely no.
3: I think it going oh back to God. risk, going back to risk and like just how you feel. So I, I self-manage all, all of our properties. And while we sh- so when we had the price lower at where I liked it, we were getting bookings. We were we'd be like done for a month, two months ahead. So if I opened up mm-hmm. August August would be fully booked by like the end of what is that? May?
2: Yeah. yeah we were getting like bookings that, right, like sixty right. days
3: out. Now we don't get any, most of our bookings come in like maybe a month out. So right now our August bookings, which is a month we have uh set at five hundred dollars base price, we only have twelve days booked, but those twelve days at seven hundred, eight hundred are how we got to the eight thousand so
2: that is so there so so you're at you're you're talking about you're at eight thousand, but you still have you know over 50 percent yeah we uh, still have 60 unbooked mm -hmm. and i'd say of those probably that's wild 15
3: bookable days because again there's some and i'll tell you and yeah
2: yeah so this stuff really obviously mike is super excited about it because he's doing airbnbs uh actively Mm but um like well, first of all, I hope you guys got a chance to listen to. Uh, we had Alvin Cavalier on the show, Coach Cav, who's one of the the preeminent Airbnb coaches, yeah. um, and listen to that episode because he talks about how to add value to your property by um, you know, and he's he's my mentor in the Airbnb space, but uh, about adding things for children, adding bunk beds, adding things like making your listing even more valuable by adding right. the things that people that that people filter when they search Airbnb, they filter it by like, Hey, does this have toys for kids? Or does this have, or is it child safe, or You know, make those investments over making something like look picture worthy because mm-hmm. that, that will justify, um, uh, it, it just makes it a specialty item, you know, and yeah. then combining the space. So are you guys combining, combining your space with like, Hey, I'm going to, uh, buy a car and, and rent a tour out of there. Hey, I'm, am I, go- uh, am I going to put it on Peer space and have events held out of there? Like, you can really, because you have so much extra time in, you know, in August, you have, you know, the, to, to, to potentially use, you can use it for events, photo shoots, like people pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars an hour. If your place looks good, which it obviously does like guys, I mean, dude, listen to that episode because that's clutch.
3: So our, our actually our first booking in the space back when we didn't have blinds, we put it on pure space and we were like, Hey, FY, if you like natural lighting, there's plenty of it <laughs> because there are no blinds and unlimited we,
2: natural lighting
3: <laughs> and we got like a five maybe it was a four-hour booking for five hundred dollars and that was like oh, that yeah. was our first income from the property so yeah Damn. we put some on, on pure space vrbo and airbnb and um going back to like functionality so like i said we bought it in new construction And my whole thought process was, hey, this is this will eventually, one day we're gonna move out. Hopefully prices will rise. It will be a rental. So as we're having that discussion with the builder, my past experience from renting or being a landlord, I said no carpet. Like a lot of people in their own house, they like having like carpet in the bedroom and whatnot. But for the landlords out there, maybe it's just me, like carpet, you're gonna have to replace it sooner Mm -hmm. rather than later, versus like vinyl or or vinyl or wood
0: laminate Mm -hmm.
3: yeah so we definitely went away with all the carpet um in terms of function we didn't go out and buy like a four thousand dollar couch we went to ikea and they have like the pull out sleeper Mm sleeper couches and that not only is a great couch highly recommend but also it adds two people that can now like you can now sleep two more so that's it
2: Exactly. Um,
1: keep it simple, guys. You don't need to go crazy. I got mine from a, all my furniture from a thrift shop, and it lasted three years before Boom. I replaced it.
3: it. Yeah, and, and then I think Marcus, you you went with the IKEA lifestyle as well. If you want to kind of talk about your short term rental journey.
0: Well, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to bore anybody with my numbers. I'm not, I'm not hitting the freaking skin off the ball like JR over here, but (laughs) um, I I have a medium term rental. uh, So after Jonathan and I bought the property in Tacoma, Mm -hmm. I I was stationed down in McAllen, Texas. Mm -hmm. So I bought another fourplex down there, um, lived in it. And I actually had the pictures from when I lived in it and, you know, had been like managing it. Jonathan and I both self-managed. And a vacancy came up and I was like, you know what, I've I've been kind of wanting to do Furnish Finder and I'm actually stationed up at Fort Hood uh, in the kind of like uh, near the Austin market. So Mm -hmm. I've kind of been kicking around the thought of, you know, medium term rental, short term rental. And I was like, this would be a good, you know, a good play. Let me just throw it out there and see what happens. So actually the like uh, the Friday, I was going to the field on Monday, like 5 a.m. on Monday. I was catching a plane and the friday before i got a booking on freaking furnish finders and i'm like i called my boy up i was like jonathan is this doable he's like yeah man i got you so jonathan actually went on like the ikea website and just like got me all the item numbers so pretty much all i had to do was show up to the store throw everything on like a cart and just swipe the credit card and and head out so it was like a 3 hour process went down there put all the furniture together you and then You put it all together yourself? To- so me dude. and actually the dude, the dude, the dude who took over for me down there, um, I like I got him into real estate and he bought the fourplex right next to me. So he was a homie, hooked me up, and um, put it together with me. And you know by that weekend, I had a medium term rental and rented it out like that next week. That's awesome. And was in freaking Indiana, like so. Without, yeah, without like that's where that partnership comes in. I definitely wouldn't have had the confidence to jump in because it was more of just like, hey, let me just list this and see what happens. But now that I'm in it, I'm like, oh man, now I see the power as far as from the cash flow perspective. Like it is a significant difference. Like where I bought down there is more of a cash flow market. So, I'm, like I said, I'm not doing those crazy numbers like Jonathan, but you know, my, you know, what I paid for the property mm-hmm. that, what what that one unit is renting out for is is more than half of my mortgage so it's it's crazy Heck yeah man yeah
2: and you have the other units then
0: exactly yeah the other units are just long-term Dude.
2: so long-term you're rentals. so you're okay so you have long-term rentals and then you just have one unit that you're doing the finish finder on right? because that's cool because i have a couple you right. know I, I have quadplexes and and uh i'm i'm kind of i've been kicking around that idea too um there's some in the market actually next to me uh that they converted the entire thing they bought this one uh, and, and I had put an offer on it and I lost out on it, but they bought it, they gutted it and then made it quite nice on the inside. Yeah. And, uh, and this is in Savannah and they, um, uh, then, you know, it was a flip, right. And they, they put it in as executive rentals. And I think they were renting like each one for like 19 or $2,000 a month, which is like
1: Very, way over yeah. market for that yeah. neighborhood.
2: Right. And, uh, but they valued it at like, they sold it for like six fifty, I think. So someone bought it for like six fifty, and I don't know what, I don't know what the new owner is doing, whatever. But point is, is like, that's a super interesting play that people don't think about if you have a rental already. And, you know, if you're, if, if there's demand in your market for that type of asset, whether, and I I think college students feel that, uh, fit that bill, um, just general, like if, if you're, if your market, people are traveling to it for work or something like you know those medium kind of whatever rentals. Plus, <laughs> if you're in a market that 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 like in Savannah, for example, and I don't know um, Jr. or Marcus if this happens to you, like where you can't Airbnb things, like you got to get permits. I know Mike's experienced this before. You got to get special permits and stuff. Yep. Well, guys, guess what? You want to know what's not a short-term rental? Anything that rents longer for than 30 days. Yeah. So if you go and put, you know, you're renting something for three months as an executive rental or whatever. Or you're renting month to month, or something like that. You can get something furnished just like Marcus did, and uh, and 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 make it happen that way. So yep. the creativity, love it, guys. It. I think that
3: going back good. to the market and the whole military aspect. If you are in, if you're at a station that's uh, I forgot what the name of it, but like where basic training is, and it has graduations and things of that mm-hmm. sort. Mm-hmm. A lot of these families come in with. Two, three kids, they just came for like their one child's graduation from basic, but you don't want to stay in a hotel room with mom, dad, grandpa's coming, grandma's coming. And if you mm-hmm. have a short term rental right outside of post, like, or you have people PCSing, which is, I wouldn't depend on the PCS play because. Uh, I'm pretty sure DTS won't pay for Airbnbs. So we just got to get the Army there yet. They're not there yet right now, but I think the Air Force will actually.
1: Yeah, the Air Force probably hey, it's will. Your for boy. Sure. Yeah, the yeah. Air Army. Force will. Actually, though, it's interesting, JR, you mentioned that because they actually can and they do if they're approved under the system. And there's like a Damn. very specific way that you have to get it done. Um, and I think we actually did like a, a little spoof on it in our Facebook group a while back. So I have to find. Yeah, that. it was a hot minute uh, ago. Yeah, it was a while ago, but yeah, oh, there, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a way. There's a way, but it's it's pretty covert right now. <laughs>
2: The, the Air Force prefers to put us up in the Ritz, by the way. Yeah, Air Force will just us in the Ritz.
3: I mean, Your even, even even with the Ritz, though, if you're traveling with like a pet, I, I don't know about anyone else. I have a dog who, as soon as she she thinks like every murder is gonna knock, so if someone's knocks, she just goes ballistic. And trying to be in a hotel with that dog, like while you're PCSing, is not enjoyable yeah. so you think you get to your new duty station you got your 10 days from mr tdy would you rather stay in an airbnb or would you rather stay mm-hmm. in a hotel with your dog your wife she's looking for a job you guys are looking for houses point? just yeah, just throw it out there like there might yeah. not be a market right now near installation but yeah
2: mm. that, that's that's gold um all right guys well i uh unfortunately we're coming to the end of this the show yeah. we're quickly running out of time Uh, and I think, uh, Mike, we ought to take, uh, take these two boys to the, uh, to the bonus bonus round.
1: round. Let's make it happen. All right. Question number one, what is your favorite book or business tool? Marcus, I'm going to let you go. You start out. All
0: right. All right. My favorite book is the alchemist. It's more of a story than Mm -hmm. a business book or anything. It's more of, I think the whole premise of the, or not, I think the whole premise of the book is follow your dreams. If something's meant to happen, it's going to happen. And I, I know this sounds very cheesy and it's like, hey, that's what you hear all the time. But there's just something the way the book is written and the way that the bottom line is until you pursue your dreams, like, you know, you're going to look back at your life and never be happy. So I, I just love the the thought of that book. I probably reread it like every month and it just re- reinvigorates me.
1: Yeah, mm. that is an absolute incredible book. It is the my, my absolute favorite book, hands down by none. So, yes. Love it. It's a great one.
3: I really thought you were going to go with Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the classic real estate investor one. Oh, man. <laughs>
2: well, now now, uh, now you can put this, you can lay oh, this one no! Up,
3: I, I feel like Robert Kawasaki has gotten enough praise from right, every single year. <laughs>
1: he's, got, he's got enough SEO right now to last, <laughs> yeah. last him a lifetime.
2: You're saying, <laughs> I think Robert is going to be okay. He's going to be gonna all all right. <laughs> he, He's going to make it. <laughs> he's going to make it.
3: um mine is actually not a real estate book either it's uh the hard things about hard things uh i'm trying to look up who the author is i'm terrible uh ben horowitz so the the,
2: ben horowitz yeah
3: i think there are a lot of books out there that are like oh hey this is like you need to make the first step like go go out there do your thing super motivational this book focuses on After you've gotten started and you have to start making extremely hard decisions, like laying off people, uh, like disagreements with founding partners, um, like going to your spouse and saying, we need to take money out of our savings. So it just kind of gets your mindset in that, okay, I've started. Now, like, how do I keep going? And how do I get through that 2008 recession? How do I get through the pandemic? Um, Yeah, yeah.
1: All right. I, like I just it. wrote that one down. Yeah, that's a really I good love one. That one. Sounds great.
2: Super, super good. All right. All right. Question number two, gentlemen, um, and you guys can take this individually. Who's your biggest hero and why? All right, I'll, I'll take it first.
0: Uh, so, my biggest hero is is my mother. Uh, just the amount of sacrifice that she's made for me, uh, the type of person that she is, and just overall, you know. How she the amount of joy that she has and she gives to the world is just unreal. So that's my biggest hero.
3: Yeah, I'm a hundred percent my mom as well. She definitely taught me how to hard to make how to how to make hard decisions. She dragged me through hard decisions that I didn't want to make. Um like literally every success in my life is directly tied to either my mom hustling or my mom sacrificing or like just her general spirit. So, yep. All right. That's All right, Fantastic.
1: Love it, man. Phenomenal women must be. What do you guys like to do for fun?
0: Uh, so generally speaking, right now it's just like raise money. That's what we're doing for fun. Right? <laughs> but, uh, after we're done the syndication, um, honestly, I like to be. I love running. I ran track in college, and it's I don't. There's just something about it that just like. Opens up my mind, just frees my mind, just gets me thinking. Um, love running spike ball. Play spike ball with
2: Jonathan or <laughs> like anything ball. pretty much. That, that that's the thing outside, that you set up yeah. in the grass, right? Have with the, the been, yellow thing. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys yeah, no, played it's spike lit. ball What before? the heck is spike uh, well, ball,
1: man? I, uh, dude,
2: I see people playing <laughs> oh, it in man. DC all the time, and oh. I, I'm like, I, I'm like the guy, like I'm like, uh, like they're playing down in the like, like we live across from this like empty lot, but it's like this beautiful like park thing, and I see people playing this out our window and i'm just like oh friends i wish i had friends i want that looks like fun <laughs> i almost want to like just come, right. come up and like uh, and like hey can i play uh spike ball with you guys <laughs>
3: My wife's from Alexandria, so the next time we're visiting her family, we'll right. go and grab you, and we will mm-hmm. all play spike ball together. Dude, let's do Mike, it. Like you can come too. <laughs> I don't know, your ankles might get broken. Bro, yeah, Mike's like, not ready. You ain't going to break my ankles, dog. I'm going to
1: let you know right now. <laughs> uh, uh, no.
3: Hey, hey it's, it's no joke. Marcus is drinking <laughs> water right now.
1: <laughs> you ain't going to break my ankles, oh, dog. We're good. Yeah. No, I'm, just, I'm just trying to figure out how all these branches have time to like play spike ball like what the heck man oh yeah. <laughs> hey, must be an army and air force you make, thing man now y'all guys working man what the heck is yeah. you, you gotta
3: make time for the things that you want that's right Your favorite quote right hey, there. that's true yeah Drake. That's, actually, yeah, that's actually a Drake world. song. <laughs> that's a Drake song. Right there, but still, he stole still it. Words, he stole uh, it from
2: someone. He stole it from someone. That's it, man. <laughs> uh, so for fun,
3: I definitely like eating. Um, that is like a favorite pastime of mine. Sadly, <laughs> balmos mimosa brunches. That's a, that's probably the biggest <laughs> thing I miss about being in Korea. <laughs> There's not like a big brunch culture. <laughs> uh and, and then also the pandemic like i can't wait yeah, to go well, back and just do brunch
2: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but they true. love
1: to eat out there though like they love to eat
3: they do but it, it's so. there's a certain like american gluttony <laughs> to just like waking up and like you're like yes i would like a thousand pancakes yes <laughs> and a thousand uh, thousand like, thousand calories <laughs> and then i will wash it down with alcohol <laughs> And then I will not be productive. You need
1: to spend more time in Seoul, bro. I, I think you I think you're just in the wrong spots in Korea, man. Like. Well, that's
3: the thing. I mean, Korea Korea just opened up. Oh, so that's fair. Yeah. I think we could just start going to Seoul maybe like a month ago. But see, yeah, if you're a
2: true man.
1: soldier, and
3: then at the same time, like yeah, you you don't want to drink and have to get on the train mm-hmm. yeah, to go true. back. Like that that's defeats the point. entire purpose of like <laughs> I just want to lay down now. Yeah. If, if
2: you if you were a true soldier, you'd be doing double brunch. I did this in New York City once don't recommend it uh, <laughs> you 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 pretty much yes you you oh, do gosh. double bottomless brunch we got one bottomless brunch while we were waiting for our table to open up at the second one forgot that we had the second reservation they call us and they say hey your table's ready and we're like send it <laughs> we just ran it again oh, oh, it was so, <laughs> that next day was like Easily one of the worst days of my life. <laughs> so, <yeah>. it, it's <laughs> it's new meaning to it's a marathon <laughs> not a sprint. Jesus exactly. Mercy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that'll, that'll inspire the kids, right, Mike? Uh, (laughs) all right. So, all right, guys, last question, last question. Uh, so, um, you guys can either answer this together. You can answer it independently if, if you each have your own, but, um, uh, I'm sure you've inspired a lot of people just listening to this podcast right now. Um, you know, whether it's it's on the partnership, whether it's on the doing this from out of state, out of country, whether it's on the short term rental game with those crazy returns and taking those risks. But ultimately, uh, if if you had three nuggets of wisdom that, that you could share um, to someone listening who hasn't gotten started yet and wants to, what would they be? My
0: first one would be I'll start off, Jonathan, would be just execute uh, once you know that you want to do something, just go for it get your toes wet and um, definitely know your numbers that would be the second one but i think a lot of times people get caught in this like i don't know uh, analysis paralysis but you got to you got to take action at some point you just mm-hmm. gotta you gotta do something and learn from your mistakes
3: there's third one. Are you don't have
0: a third one. Yeah. Well, I, I do. I was, I was leaving. Oh, no, you, you. Go, you, the you, other one, you, you, the you other go. one, the other one would be for my voice Surround yourself with like-minded people. Um, that's, that's a huge one. I think, honestly, I think that might be the most important one. Uh, you know, you just feed off of other people and kind of raise each other up. So definitely super grateful for, you know, my friend and, and all the mentors and, and partners that I've had. Love it, man.
1: Love it. Well said. Yeah.
3: Oh man. I don't know if I can follow those up. Uh, I would definitely say read. Uh, there's literally like a minimal barrier to entry to reading and all the hurry up and wait time that you have Eight. in the army or the other branches. Like you can mm-hmm. easily pull out your phone and hop on Kindle. The two books I would say are Landlord on Autopilot by Mike Butler and Long Distance Ooh, Real yeah. Estate Investing by mm-hmm. David Green. Love that one. Those two, like if you know nothing else, that will give you like the, hey, this is what I need to do to be in the rental space. Uh, like Marcus said, definitely the accountability partner and then holding each other to it. So I know when me and Marcus, there's like a low period between deals and we would analyze five deals a week and then we talk about them. And it was like, we don't have money to buy these deals but now we know like, hey, this is what the numbers would look like for a property in McAllen, Texas if I end up buying a McAllen mm-hmm. once that terrible refinance finishes. <laughs> Um, and then not every deal is going to be picture perfect. And so I know there's like the 50% rule, the 1% rule, the 2% rule, like not every deal, especially if you're in those like New York or Virginia or LA, like the deal might not look like that, but it could still be a deal and just, you got to figure out Mm -hmm. how to make it work. And if that just means like sweat equity or bringing in someone, if it doesn't, Uh, yeah that's it just make make Mm. the deal work for you yeah
2: that there's there's something to be said about creativity because there's so many investors in the market who have other things going on and they're just like i made a lot of money i must now place this money into real estate so i can set it and forget it and they do okay but the ones who really thrive like you two guys and and everyone else we've interviewed on this podcast are, are the folks that are creative and are being creative and doing what other people won't do. Like there's that common theme and I see it in you guys. I see the, um, I see the hustle. I see the drive. I see the ability, the talent. And uh, yeah, I, I, I love where you guys are headed. So uh, I, I just want to throw that out there. I think it's uh, I think it's really cool what you've accomplished this far. And I think the sky's the limit for both of you. Oh,
3: thanks. Appreciate
2: yes, it. Yes, you do. Just, oh, yeah, man. Keep going.
3: Yeah, this has been amazing. This has been amazing. Yeah, no, appreciate you guys so are much. naturals,
1: man. This is awesome. And We appreciate the uh, the time and the value you've added to the show, and we wish you guys the best of success. All right, go out there and continue to crush it and keep us posted on everything you guys are doing.
2: Oh, wait, Mike, where can we get in touch with them? Yes. If our listeners want to get in touch with you, That's where, ca- where can they get in touch where with you? Where can they
3: do that? Oh, yeah, so my so- business... Oh, go for it, Marcus.
0: No, no. Actually, I was just gonna say you can actually get me on Clubhouse, oh, Jonathan, sick um, burn. Or you get me on Instagram, or Facebook. Ouch. Yeah. So those are my big three. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I'm. I'm never on Clubhouse. Like um, I think. I, I think. I. If you could see how long I'm on that app, like I would open it, and then literally minutes I'm later, I'm just like, <laughs> I can't. I. I just. I can't. But uh, I will try to adapt. Um. For me, you can definitely reach me directly via email uh at jonathan@noirinvest.com. At That's J O N A T H A N and I know we, we as a country like haven't decided how we want to spell Jonathan. So <laughs> I like to spell it out for people.
2: Yeah, that that does confuse me as well. And uh Marcus will be happy to know I did just follow you on Clubhouse and uh, oh man, I'm on I it's can't even too, find though. you, bro. <laughs> uh, but you guys laugh. You guys laugh Obscurity. about it. You guys laugh about it. I've raised $2 million on Clubhouse, so Woo. don't even. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. Our, hey, hey, Kelly, to phone call this. Yeah. yeah. Really I know. Weird. Well, I'll just take it with Marcus. Maybe we'll get on a little private Clubhouse room and not invite Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> That's the level of pettiness okay. that I'm at after four podcast episodes. All right, boys. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, wait, Marcus, I don't, I don't think oh, you yeah, gave your email, Marcus.
0: Yeah, mine's the same as Jonathan. So it's Marcus, M-A-R-C-U-S, at noirinvest.com.
1: All right, there it is. Yep. Well, there will be links to that in the show notes, guys, as well as the books, as well as the awesome resources that we're providing. Thank you guys so much, guys. Really appreciate your time. And uh, go out there, kick some ass, man. Have a good one.
0: Thank you guys so much for your time. Take care.
1: Outstanding. That was an awesome episode. Thanks so much to our special guests and thanks to you for listening. If you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, make sure you go and do that or schedule a call with us by texting ADPI to 444-999 or checking out our website at www.activedutypassiveincome.com to find out how you can get started on your financial freedom journey today. I'll see you guys next week.